Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguilas-centered Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking and recapping that tremendous win against Mazatlan, and we're going to be previewing the upcoming Clásico Capitolino for our Lady Aguilas. And joining me, as always, today is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, Ivan. Just... Busy with college, just writing stuff down for the feminine. You know, I'm kind of all over the place. How about you? Same as you, all over the place. All oh, I don't even remember if I ate today, <laughs> is, is what I'm just remembering right now. But that's besides the point. Glad to hear you're doing well. Glad you're safe. Glad you're doing good. Let's talk Lady Aguilas because, boy, we got a lot of breakdown. I mean, <laughs> we, we anticipated a good game. We anticipated some goals. And boy, did we get them. We got quite the show against Mazatlan. And let's start right there. America ends up winning this game by how much, AJ? Eight. Eight goals. That is right. Eight goals to nil. And we got a clean sheet, which I think that out of everything that happened, AJ, <laughs> out of everything that went down, the most thing I was so happy about was the fact that we walked away with a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably be scoring so many goals. If you see the all team at zero, you're like, okay, I'm happy. That's all that matters at the end of the yep. day for you. We could have got we could have had two touchdowns and three field goals, and I would have still been like, we got a clean sheet. My God, this is this is this is perfect. This is the best way to start my weekend. Um, but no, all 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 things aside, I think this game was very well. But I, I do not want to read too much into it, AJ, because because of who we played against. And and again, no disrespect to Masatlan, but the game we're gonna have against Pumas is gonna be completely different to this game that we just had against Mazatlan. But there's still some notable things to take away from this and some really, really good things to highlight. So let's start off with kind of the big news that broke out was that uh, JD did not start in goal. So we had a we had a, a Renata playing in goal for us. And funny enough, that seemed to be the, uh, the narrative for America teams this weekend was their starting goalkeepers did not play. Um, <laughs> but uh, tell me, and I knew you were very excited when when the news broke out because obviously you're um, you're, you're quite the fan of Renata. Obviously, there's nothing against JD. I, I know you're a big fan of her as well, but you know you you have been kind of pushing for her to get minutes. She does so. Um, by the way, makes a tremendous save from like a shot that's from half court. Which I would say though, if that went in, uh, I, I would have asked a lot of questions about her. But her recovery <laughs> was very well. Made a wonderful save. Um, but yeah, just kind of give me your 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 impressions on how you think her game went and kind of your thoughts in regards to just, you know, the fact that JD's out. So, yeah, no, when I heard that on through the end that right before the game was going to start, they said JD Gutierrez was out for two weeks. I'm kind of like, oh, that's, that's really unfortunate. And then when I heard it, not that Masarelli was called off, but I'm just like, finally, she's gained the um, playing time that she does deserve. Not to say that, you know, like, no disrespect to JD, She's amazing, but just the injuries are unfortunate, and we have the goalkeepers that can play in her spot. So when Renata stepped up to the pitch, it, you already know what she was going to do. She did everything that she can to defend a goal balls, and that's exactly what she did. She got the clean sheet, 
made two saves throughout the entire game because overall Mazatlan really did not have much going in that match considering they really only had five shots with the only with only two goal um shots being on target. And those two um shots that are on target were saved by Maciarelli. But all in all, it seemed like Maciarelli just had like a comfortable time, but then it seemed it looked like she as you know, it didn't seem she was lost or anything nervous like first um game jitters of the season. No. Despite her only playing three games for America Femini, and all those games she has played, only conceded one goal, which was against Vera Cruz, which was back a couple of seasons ago. But it's just like really interesting just to see Maserelli just get herself into the team and just get herself already situated from the get go. So all in all, she had a really spectacular game. But then talking about the um now for every player as a whole. It was just a goal fest left and right for America Femini. They were just, it was like a stroll in the park. They just ha- were just having shots left and right. In total in that game, 18 shots. And with eight of those shots being turned into goals. Nayamonia started off in the first minute with a goal. Then in the 18th minute, she proceeded to score her second goal of the match. Then we have Veronica Perez, in which she scored in the 23rd minute. And Daniela Espinosa in the 25th minute. She scores a goal and hit 50 goals, which now means she is the all-time leading goal scorer for America Femini. And just seeing the the smile she had on her face and just the fist bump, she's like, I finally did it. The goal drought is over. All her teammates just went right to her and congratulated her, which I'm really happy to see. And you and, have to you and, and you have to see that when she celebrates, and you kind of see it right away, it's like this weight has been lifted off her shoulders. It's like, finally, I've gotten this over and I can focus and, and play my game, which, by the way, she does end up scoring another goal, which I know you'll tell us at what minute that was. But I just want to kind of just reiterate that, you know, we knew that this was going to be the game for her to do it. And the fact that and, and she had a couple of chances before she actually scored to get it. So I, I, it, it seems a little bit worrisome, but she got her goal. And like you mentioned, I think it was really awesome that everyone went to congratulate her. I think they were all just as happy because, of course, she is the captain. So, but again, continue. So, yeah. And then in the um, second half, in the 50, in the 51st minute, then yes, we also then scored her second goal in the match, which just put her help to 51 goals in her entire career with America Feminine. And then came in the 57th minute in which Ava Gonzalez subbed in for Cassandra Cuevas in which she scored her first goal right there, which it was a good shot. Like It was, I'd say, 25 maybe meters outside, just took a shot with her left foot and it matched to find the bottom right corner of the um, goalpost and went right in. And then in the 63rd minute, we have Montserrat Hernandez, who she adds herself into the goal into the goal sheet, which was wonderful to see. And then we finally had Zaira uh, Morales make her debut for America Feminine, in which in that same exact game, just four minutes, she scored an absolute screamer, in which that got me right out of my couch as soon as I saw that. I immediately had to record the video. Even talked in the video, I don't care. And then I just had to tag her. I'm like, oh my goodness, what a way to make your debut for the first team and scored a golazo. And then from there on out, what was really interesting, actually, two minutes after she scored in the 73rd minute, Leonardo Cuellar actually decided to take Renata Maciarelli off and put in our third choice goalkeeper, Natalia Acuna, in which she had 17 minutes of game time, which I'm just like, Huh, that's interesting. I don't know 
if that's, you know, I guess, I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. Maybe some can see it's like when you just sub your goalkeeper out because you're just essentially humiliating the other team. You're like, you know, I'm just going to give her playing time. But I think in this case, it's, you know, with JD being out, you only have two goalkeepers to look after in which you have Renata Macerelli and Natalia Acuna. So I guess in this case, he wanted to give Acuna some time to play to just see if Mazatlan happened to get a shot or two on target, see when Natalia Acuna is capable. But all in all, she mostly just picked up the ball whenever the ball happened to roll over or from a bad um, Mazatlan. So she just picked it up. But just like, all in all, it seemed like both of our goalkeepers were really comfortable when they were playing. So it's just great to see. But other than that, yeah, at the end of the day, 8-0, which is just, all I got to say is, wow. It was definitely one of those games where we thought if America could get an early goal, then the floodgates were going to open. And it completely was the case. I mean, we saw it against Nakaxa where it was like 30 seconds in, and this one was about almost a minute or so. Um, And so I think at the moment that, that, you know, the first goal goes in, you think, okay, this has to be a repeat of that Nakaxa game, which it was. And actually, credit to the ladies, that was an even better game. But... um, it was, it was definitely a game which, again, I don't want to read too much into it because, again, who we're playing, again, no disrespect to Mazatlan, but overall, the ladies played pretty convincingly. They had a, could have been more goals, actually, if we're, if we're being honest. But overall, I think this was a good game for, for them to get confidence, especially Dani, get her goal and, and, and build from that. And for Cuellar to give some of these players a little bit more minutes, you know, could have easily brought in uh, Hanna, but decides to no, you know, bring on uh, Renata Huerta, uh, like you mentioned, the, the goal scorer, uh, what was her name, Saira? Saira Moreno, yep. Saira Moreno, um, which by the way, yes, it was a great goal. I was, at, at one point, me and my dad were watching this game, and, and we were just on the couch, and just laughing because he'd like get up and do something. He's like, another one? I'm like, another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a fun way to start off the weekend. And I think at the end of the day, they kind of pat themselves on the back because they did very well in defense. You know, granted, Masatan didn't really give him that much, uh, you know, you know, that much to work for. I, I think Jocelyn had one of her more quiet nights back in defense. You even saw her trying to take the ball up and try to create something yourself because <laughs> at that point you just had the liberty so it was nice for for kind of this game to happen have a lot of you know team building unity going on and you know we got to see some new faces probably maybe won't see them a little bit later on down the season depending on how things happen if everyone stays fit if everyone stays healthy i don't really think they break into the first team but again Good for them to get these minutes under their belt. The goalkeeper situation, I think, is a little bit weird that you do bring on your goalkeeper, your set, your third string goalkeeper, excuse me. But again, I think it's one of those things where, look, we have the game. Why not give the give this goalkeeper a couple more minutes? Because, like we mentioned, probably won't see a lot of time. Because if JD's one hundred percent fit, then she's going to be the starter. If not, then I think the clear, obvious second choice is definitely Renata, which again isn't a bad second choice by any means necessary. Um, I don't, you know, I guess in the Kaxa game we were very kind of very heavily critical about some things. I don't really have that in this game. 
I mean, granted, there was moments in the games where I think there was, you know, kind of this ease from the players going forward. But again, the scoreline dictates that. So it's it's not like, you know, they weren't really trying. It was more of, well, we have the result. Why go and exceed ourselves? But it was good to see that Coyard didn't say, okay, first half we're winning 4-0. That's enough for us. <laughs> I'm I'm happy for them to keep going, keep going forward and, and scoring. So I don't know. What do you think? At this rate, like if, when you're scoring that many goals, it's not a thing. It's like, let's see how many we could really score. There's no need to really stop the tempo or anything. This team, America, like with the players that we have, like I mentioned this before, we really should just be scoring for fun left and right. Just like look at Monterrey and Diaz and Chivas, how they just have their players just scoring goals like left and right and just blowing out their opponents out of the water completely. So just in this case, yeah, it's against a side where they're not doing so great in the league at the moment. But so I think it's like, let's see what we can do. We got to go in the first minute and the, and the, like what, 30, 40 seconds in Madalia Molina at this point. It's like, let's just keep going. The floodgates are open. We have all the opportunities we can get to score goals. We can even, like, you see the clear frustration of some of the um, Mazatlan players. One of their um, starting players, who was the forward for them, got subbed down the 29 minute and was just completely furious. But at the same time, I think they were just adding in another defender because at that point, it's like you're down. You have to be subbed out in the 29th minute considering that you are already, what, down 3-0. You really don't want to be conceding any more goals at that point. It seemed like the manager from Muscle was just thinking, like, I need to stop this or else it's going to be a complete blow. Because remember, these are some of the players that were in the defunct Morelia side and the biggest defeat that they've had was a 12-1 defeat to America Feminine. So it seems like in this case, it's just like, we don't want to repeat this again. But 8-0 either way, like for them, it's pretty embarrassing. But in the case of America Feminine, just, just keep scoring goals. Let's see what we can do. Because as you mentioned, we have the next couple of games where we're going to be playing up against teams like Pumas, Tigres, Monterrey. So in those teams right there, you're going to need all the confidence you can get if you're going to stand a chance against those teams like that. But just... For Coyard, really, it was a smart thing for him to do. Honestly, just like, let's keep scoring goals. But then as well, he looked at the bench. It's like, I'm going to give some of these players a rest because of the upcoming matches and see what they're capable of. You saw how Renata Huerta played. She could drill the ball around for days. As I think the commentators on today say, they call it like uh, Ronaldita because she's just she's just taking on defenders one-on-one. Even Nutmeg wants to almost have a chance at her to do something. Then you got like Zara Moreno who made her debut in her first game, scored her first goal. Like Ava Gonzalez, just seconds in, she got her first goal, which is nice to see. So it's nice to just um, see Cuellar just doing things like this, where it's just like, let's just keep scoring goals. If I see a player that can definitely get the opportunity looking at the score, it's like, hey, I'm going to put I'm gonna put you in. This is what you do. Do your thing out there. And that's what they did. They definitely did. And that's exactly what kind of I was touching upon earlier was that this was a great game to build confidence and instill that confidence in, in, in some of your bench players that more or less are going to be rotational players throughout the season. But yeah, very good. Uh, there is one thing I do want to touch, touch upon. And, um, and, and if our beloved Cowboy was here, it's something that I would definitely be asking him as well. JD, again, another injury, consistently has been having these injury-prone situations throughout the season that I think are just hindering her development. They're definitely hindering her. Uh, like we mentioned, she has the capability. She she definitely has 
has the age, right? She's she's got a couple. She's definitely got years ahead of her, but she's got to work on this whole injury part of her game because it's definitely for me. I think personally is hindering her because at any moment, and and this is me touching more upon the goalkeeper position more than anything. As a starting goalkeeper, you don't want to give the second or third string goalkeeper a look or a chance at maybe grabbing your spot. Because what happens if JD is out for two, three weeks? Let's say she's missing the Pumas and she's missing the Tigres game. What if Renata has the game of her life in both of these games, right? Completely keeps Pumas and Tigres at bay. Both of them are shutouts. Let's say she stops like a penalty in each game and stuff like that. What do you do then do as a manager? Do you continue to respect that starting position or do you give it to someone who's actually demonstrated and earned that they're willing to do it even against the most toughest opponents? And that's where I think JD is maybe slipping up a little bit in her game is you can't allow the opposite, you know, not the opposition, of course, they're your teammates, but you can't allow your, you know, the, the people behind you in a sense. And again, this is not me trying to say that, you know, these players are any less of what she is. I know they're all capable of putting in a good shift, but you know, JDS cemented herself as the starting goalkeeper. And now again, another injury has put her in kind of this situation where I think Goya is going to be a little bit more doubtful of, "Mm, are you really going to be my starting goalkeeper? If again, I have to continuously have to rotate the goalkeeper position because you're not going to be fit for the entire season. Yeah. That's honestly a thing that like, you know, injuries suck. It happens in the game of football. But I feel like this could also just be, let's just say in any position, you could be the star player in that position. You have a second or third player that plays the same second position as you. And then by the time you're gone, if that second or third player happens to prove something to the manager, the manager's going to look at them. It's like, you know, I'm going to let them start and see how it goes. And if they happen to continuously keep up those performances, then that star player that was in that position before might just get relegated to the bench. And then it could just bring their confidence down as a whole and just make it think it's like, just because one injury happens to me, I essentially lost my spot. In the case of JD, yes, I understand because in last season, she was out and I was, it was due to um, an injury problem in which second choice goalkeeper Heidi Gonzalez took her spot in which she was proving to be an amazing goalkeeper for America family for the time that JD was out, she was making saves left and right. She was keeping us, you know, getting us the wins. She's really, if I'm not mistaken, I think only had one loss, which has come against Toluca. But then when, um, when JD finally came back, Heidi was just pushed, um, was just sent to the bench. Nothing bad. Just like, okay, JD's back. That's our first choice goalkeeper. That's the one we've been looking at ever since Cecilia Santiago left America. So let's see. And then when she was put in against Tijuana Feminine in the last game of last season before um, COVID happened, it was just really abysmal for her. It seemed like she lost her touch. And it seemed like because she was out for uh, that long period of time, it seemed like she was completely lost and had no idea what was gone. Given her take as well, like during that game, America Femi did had like their B team and they were missing key players to the point where it looked like no one had any idea what they were doing. They were just letting Sholos just take shots on them left and right. But it's a thing. I feel like if Jade does happen to keep injuring herself, 
it's really not going to look good on her part. And then if you're looking at someone like Masere, in which we always see a lot of good things on her, like on Twitter, and when you're seeing her train that, she's proved so it's that many fans think like she should be the number one. There's nothing wrong with Jay. She does. She's great at her job. She's still young, has a lot of years for her to improve on to become the number one um, choice goalkeeper and a make a fan. But it seems like if these injuries are going to keep happening, there's going to be some doubt. And then Guayar might just look at Macere or La Cunha or to any other goalie that does happen to come into the institution. Just like, you know, I'm going to start using you instead because I need a goalkeeper that's going to be 100% fit at all times because if they're going to consistently be injury prone, then it's like there's not going to be much point using you. Yes, you can be showing amazing stats and well, but if those injuries are going to constantly keep hindering, it's like how much can I depend on you before I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you in the bench and in place for this one because they're 100% fit the entire time. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we'll have to wait to see exactly how JD recovers from this little uh, this little injury that she has. And hopefully she bounces right back to the form that we know that she's capable of and that she was showing us in this season. So, again, questions up in the air. But what a frustrating time at America is that the narrative continues to be injuries department in no matter what department we're talking about, to be honest. So, um, but again, alas, it is what it is at this point. But fortunately for us, America Familia seems that we're getting a lot of players back from injury. And uh, that that boasts well for us when these next upcoming games that we know are not going to be a walk in the park by any means necessary. But again, America ends up walking away with an 8-0 victory. That's right. There is no error in that 8-0. I don't think they're going to be able to repeat that kind of scoreline against Pumas, AJ. But uh, it, it would be an interesting one if they're able to do so. But again, I don't think that's 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 even something that people would fathom but again very good job from the ladies putting a really good result putting a really good shift and again don't want to read too much into this but i think there's plenty of good stuff that came from this game that will definitely help the ladies across the season and finish hopefully in the top three spots which i think we're fighting right now to see who's gonna top the league uh monterrey i think yet to still lose a game correct yeah they've yet to lose a game yeah or even draw a game. Am I am I right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think they've even drawn a single time at all this season. Let me look. Yeah, no, they have not drawn at all. Eight victories, no ties, no losses. So I mean, we're we're right in there with uh with with trying to stay uh, on that perfect unbeaten record, just like Monterrey. Hopefully, they slip up and drop some points throughout the season. Hopefully, we're able to give them, um. Their first loss, but again, we'll have to wait and see. That match is a couple of weeks out. But AJ, let's focus on what we do know is coming up for us. That is the Clásico Capitolino. We're going away on the road, quote-unquote, because, of course, from Cuapa to Seu is not that far away. Um, should be an interesting matchup. But before we start that preview, I do want to remind people that if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out Foot Cult. They are creating some amazing gear, some amazing stuff. Uh, you know, they're doing shirts, uh, jerseys, hats, wristbands, boards. I mean, you name it. They got you covered on whatever you need. I'm pretty sure they might start doing underwear line as well. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that they got you covered with some amazing gear, some amazing quality stuff. 
Uh, make sure you guys go check them out over at Foot Cult. And uh, yeah, if you guys like any of their products, make sure you guys use the code EEP at discount at checkout, excuse me, to get a 10% discount off any purchase, whether it's an Eagle Eye jer- uh, an Eagle Eye podcast shirt, uh, whether it's a uh, Foot Cult jersey, whatever the case may be. Make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, AJ, before we jump into this one, is there any news or updates surrounding the world of Our Lady Aguilas? Um, so, yeah. So, as I mentioned before, um, with injuries, J.D. Gutierrez, our starting goalkeeper, she is going to be out for two weeks. So, in the meantime, we're going to be seeing play time for Renata Messielli and perhaps for Natalia Acuna as well. They both started, they both played in the game against Mazatlan, but just to see for the upcoming games to see who's going to really be starting. Um, uh, and then, as you can see from the starting um, lineup from the America versus Mazatlan game, we saw one defender in particular that was not named, which was Selena Valera. In her place, um, Marcela Valera took um, uh, her spot. But as I checked up, it's um, Leonardo Cuerza, it's only for rest. Like, she's not injured or anything like that. She was just put on, on the bench just to um, rest, so there's no worries with that. And then we had news from Jennifer Munoz, in which the through the um commentator, that she said that she um, is not completely 100% yet, though she is training with the team now, so that's good news to hear. And she said that she may be ready for Pumas and Ortigas. So, considering she may not be 100% fit, I would like to assume she might be featured on the bench and perhaps maybe in that Pumas actually may play a couple minutes or so. And maybe if she is healthy enough completely, we're going to probably see her more than likely start against Tigres. And then the other news is with Diana Cáceres. I heard that they think someone, some people were asking, including me, asking like, how is the on recovery for her? Because she has not made a debut, nor has been named to the bench for America Feminine since last season. But from what I've looked, it seems like there's nothing really about, despite there are photos of her training, but it's unknown to really if she's ever going to be on the bench or starting anytime soon. So, but that's all the news I got. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to try to keep you guys up to date with as much as possible. Again, we're very kind of limited to the information that is put out there. And unfortunately for Liga Mekis Feminine, sometimes the information is a lot less than what we would actually want it to be. But again, we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep trying to poking holes around to see if whether or not any information leaks out of those. And um, yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything over on our Twitter. So make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast, and we'll keep you guys up to date with everything Liga Mekis Feminine. Interesting that you mentioned Jen Munoz. Obviously, we saw that she is back at training. I'm going to get definitely got creative with her returning back and did that whole video from her perspective, which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, she um, she did, she was on. Um, she was actually talking to some to the end person. Uh, what was it? Yesterday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. She was talking, and uh, they asked, he, he asked her about the 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 possibility of her featuring against Pumas, and she kind of said, "You know what? Um, I'm back at training. I'm, I'm, you know, we don't have a starting eleven just yet, but she said she's she's focused, she's determined, and she's working as hard as she can to get back on into that starting eleven, which I think she will feature against uh, Tigres. Don't quite think that they would risk her against Pumas, so." Like you mentioned, AJ, definitely expect her to feature on the bench. And depending on how the game goes, maybe we might need her a little bit earlier. Maybe we can, you know, give her a bit of 15 minutes towards the end of the game. So, again, 
we'll have to wait and see how that game transcends. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the news of all things Lady Aguilas in and around Coapa. All right, AJ, let's talk about this Clásico Capitolino. It's no walk in the park by any means necessary, but it seems like it's going to be a very fun and entertaining game, not just from a neutral perspective, but I think from both sides of the fans, whether you're an America or Pumas fan, I think both teams bring something to the table. And I mean, we know that this is a must win for the ladies, especially if you want to keep kind of climbing and poking at your adversaries that are, you know, around in and around the same area that you are. What are your thoughts in this one? Oh, so like, um, looked up some, um, stats to like how these teams have, um, played again. So America are six, three and two with six victories, three ties and two losses while Pumas on their hand only have two wins, three draws and six and six losses. But all in all, it's just like America are the ones coming out on top, but there have been, um, occasions where some of these like these teams happen to just struggle slightly and just trying to score some goals. Maybe it's either the case they're just playing really defensively or they are playing offensive, but they just can't seem to get the ball on target because there have been a couple of um, times in the past season in which they have played against each other. It would either be a 1-0 win, 2-1 win, a 1-1 draw, 0-0, or having one of those teams happen to um, lose either to some um, silly mistake, which... It, it happens. Like I remember last season with America Femini versus Pumas, America were leading, but then towards the very end of the match, just some sloppy defending from America Femini happened to then concede a goal from Pumas really late into the match. It's one of those things. It seems like like for them, they just battle it out in the first half or second half, and like nothing much will happen until like towards the end or the very middle. So just seeing this. It's going to be quite interesting, actually, because currently so far in this season, America are 7-1 and one with 7 wins and only 1 draw. While Pumas on the hand, they are they have 4 wins, 1 draw, and 3 losses, but they are in 7th place, while America Femini is in 3rd place. So just look into this. It's going to be quite interesting for the Classico Capitalino because by no means just because they're in 7th place doesn't mean it's like, oh, they're a push. Oh, they're, they're nothing. It's our rivals. It's a Classico. And they mean and Pumas mean business, so we got to give it our all if we're going to um continue this win streak, continue the winning streak, and the league, and to continue our undefeated streak. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it perfectly. It's a classico, and I think form really gets chucked out the window. I think we mentioned that whenever we you know talk about any other classico, at the end of the day, it's who wants it more. And I'm looking at this team, and I can definitely say that these ladies want it more. You know, you look at you you look at the environment, you look at what's going on in and around the team, uh, you know, the atmosphere, kind of the vibe that these ladies are giving off. America really looks like they want it more every single time that they step out on that pitch. Sometimes maybe, you know, the game plan doesn't go and, and work to fruition. But I think at the end of the day, this game's gonna come down to not form, but who wants it more. And as much as it pains me to say this. I think America might need to rely on some individual performances to really get this game going. I'm not going to say that, you know, it's going to come down just to, you know, one player, but I think it might come down to a couple of moments where one player needs to step up more than others. And and I'm not just talking about getting goals. I'm, I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking Jocelyn has to come up and have a big game. You know, it's going to be your first Clásico Capitolino. I feel like she's starting to understand more what, what, what is required of her, what, what this means to play for an America, you know, to, to 
to put on that jersey. And she's understanding her role perfectly, what Coyette wants out of her. So I think she's going to have a big game to to come up in this one. And hopefully, you know, she's going to be an aerial threat, not only in, in the attack, but in the defense as well, to try to get, you know, clearing stuff up and starting the counterattack for us. So it, it should be an interesting one, AJ. Should definitely be an interesting one. It's a classical. We always know that these games are played with a little bit of different passion, a little bit of different extraness to it. And I'm excited to see how it goes. But AJ, talk to me. What is Coyette going to put out on the field? Are we finally going to see this 4-4-2? You know what? Like I like I've said, I think I'm just gonna be four three three until I die with America Feminine. I'm just gonna ride with that four three three. It's working. Look at how we've been doing with this formation. I'm just like, you know, fine. I would now consider to be, consider myself a fan of four three three. So who I got in goal here? I'm gonna have Renate Maciarelli starting. And our backwards gonna be consistent of Jimena Rios, Justin Orehead, Marcela Valera, Monica Rodriguez. Yeah, I didn't mention Salit. Selena Valera, but I just think maybe in this case, if it's considered to be rest and knowing how she's been a key part of this squad since the very beginning, since Ana Losa did happen to get, oh, like, well, it was an injury, even though they said like she's just resting, but I want to maybe consider maybe it's some kind of injury. But anyways, I feel like she will be saved for Tigas, so that's why I got Marcela Valera playing her spot. Then in midfield, I'm going to have Veronica Perez, Casana Cuevas, and Marlene Campa. Yeah, Marlene Campa midfield, you know, She's I'm, I had doubts in the very beginning with Cuellar putting her in the midfield role despite her being a forward. I'm kind of seeing things like actually work out. It seems like she's getting herself adjusted into this new position. And you know, I'm you know what? I'm fine with her with her playing in midfield. She does have she does create some individual plays, makes some nice passes, and even gets a shot or two um on target at times. You know, I'd have her in midfield, and I don't think I'd have a problem really with that. And then up front on the left, I'm going to have Montserrat Hernandez. On the right, I'm going to have Dalia Molina. And she's really been surprising me. With her being a forward, she actually has some qualities of a wing with her using her pace, being able to go on one-on-ones, dribble, and make some crosses to our forward. And which, speaking of the forward, I'm going to have Daniela Espinosa up front because, let's be real, you're going to need her for a Clasco. And in any kind of an important game like this, you want to have your best forward out there possible. And having Daniela Espinosa um, up front, she's going to definitely need to um, uh, have some an individual performance of herself and just being able to just score and have shots at the Pumas goalkeeper and get herself some goals. Yeah, and I think this is exactly why I said it came at a perfect moment for her to finally lift that pressure off her shoulders and come into this game and actually having the sense of, OK, I've I've gotten rid of kind of that duck. And now I can focus on my game. And we're definitely going to need that. And again, funny how these things kind of time themselves. But you have Pumas, then you have Tigres. Like you mentioned, Monterrey coming up as well. So this is the perfect time for Daniela to kind of pick up her her motivation and, and, and kind of just go and say, you know what? I got my confidence back. Let me go out there and let me score. Because again, we, we definitely predicted that she would be in the, in, in the runner's category for the uh, golden boot for the tournament. So, you know, say still possibility, but I like the formation, AJ. I'm glad to see that uh, Cuellar has finally been able to convince you in that four, three, three. I told you it was working. You didn't want to really give it props, but now I see that, you know, it's taking about 12 jornadas, but uh, <laughs> no, excuse me, eight jornadas. And, um, but no, yeah, ultimately uh, I, I think the formation is working. And like, we, like we keep saying on the podcast, right? If it ain't broke, why fix it? I think that now you have to go out there and play your game. Simple as that. 
I think America needs to go out there, get that early goal, because we know these ladies love an early goal. We've seen what happens when they don't get an early goal. Tends to be a little bit difficult for us, but either way, I I, I don't expect Pumas to be as weak in defense as Mazatlan was. Let's be honest. They're definitely going to put up a good fight. That's why I said each each position is going to have at least one player coming up big for America in individual performances that will ultimately lead to this team working together collectively and getting, hopefully, all three points. The one thing that does worry me, uh, I'm not just saying like I'm so worried about this, but the fact that Renato's going to be playing against Pumas and this is only our second game into this. We know that when you put in a new goal- goalkeeper in a scenario where maybe they don't play necessarily all the time with the with, with the defenders in front of them. We can tend to see that there is kind of maybe a miscommunication that, that tends to happen. And that does worry me because we've seen, like I mentioned, lapses of concentration in this defense throughout the season that have put me very nervous. Thankfully, JD has been there to rescue us from time to time. Now you're putting the Nathan in a situation where if these girls have a lapse in concentration, Pumas can find themselves a, a chance here or there. Um, would not be surprised if they're trying to do some long range shots from uh, to test Renata to see how how she's doing confidence wise. But I think she's more than capable of getting the job done here. Um, but it's really going to rely on that support that she has from her defenders, and I hope that they do right right from the get go show her that you know what you may not be the regular goalkeeper that we play week in and week out, but you're very much welcome. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it seems like the incredible amounts of support that she's gained just from her first game, just well, first game of the season, just only being her third in an America Feminine jersey. Everybody on Twitter was essentially just cheering on and just saying, like, let's go, Renata, you got this. No pressure. And she came and she showed pretty much like she is definitely capable of starting. If she does happen to get named to the starting 11, he's, she's going to look right where she's like, I got you. No worries. And with the incredible line of defense you do have and players overall, it just seems like things are going to be good for her. But like, it's not to say this is not having her get completely comfortable, but just like, as we mentioned before, it was against Masatan. Now we're playing up against Pumas and she potentially is going to probably start against Tigres and maybe against um, Puebla. But just the, the um, she has to then take the most out of this of these plans that she's going to be receiving the opportunities that she is getting because it's going to be key for her to continue having this confidence that she has and starting because yeah these games are no pushover because with Pumas they're despite you know they have three losses but they're in seventh place and they from what I'm seeing from looking at some of the stats they having players usually just contribute to the goals it's not just they're not relying on just one so. Um, forward or player just ain't in the matter of fact just everyone's participating like Jacqueline Garcia former America Feminine player Edna Santa Maria she's getting herself on the goal sheets it's just one of those things like not that necessary she's just gonna have to just be you know make sure she's constantly communicating with her defense because that's that's the most important thing to have as a goalie because it seems like in a way like as a goalkeeper you're watching everything unfold in your eyes so in this case you're gonna have to like tell your defenders what's like move back come back a bit, drill it up front, give me the ball, um, anything in this case, it's going to just be really important for Renata Massier to have that key communication and not to try to have that silly mistake that happened like last season with Heidi Gonzalez when she was with America Feminine because of the fence. 
they looked completely lost. They were just seeing the ball in the area and like not having a clue to do. So just sort of not that Maserelli, do what you got to do as a goalie, tell your defense what they have to do. And from there on, then I feel like she'll have, she'll have a good, she'll have a comfortable time in this boom in this boom must match. Well, let's hope so. Let's definitely hopeful, hope for that. And uh, I mean, for the most part, I think we're pretty confident that the ladies can come out and do a pretty good job. But like I mentioned, it's a classic It's not going to be an easy one, but it definitely looks like it could paint to be a very fun matchup. But I don't know, AJ, is there, is there something we should watch out in regards to this Pumas? Hmm. Really? It's just Pumas, they just play, they just play as a team, but that could just be said for every team, the Liga MX 70 or in soccer in general, you're playing as a team, but it seemed like this Pumas team, like I mentioned before, they don't just rely on one player. They're all playing as a team together, and just at any point in time, if any one of their players are open up for the shot, you bet they're going to just take that shot and see what happens there. So just really just for Pumas, well, it's a classical to begin with, so keep that in mind. And Matt, you really just don't want to come out here conceding an early goal immediately, because as you mentioned, when the other team happens to score a goal, Omega can get themselves back into, but other than the circumstances, they really cannot. It's going to be a long day for everyone to just try to crack into getting a goal. Because like I mentioned before, in previous outings against Pumas, really, we're only getting maybe one or two goals being scored in this match. And this case, it's kind of like a fight to see who can crack either either a team's defense before they can finally get the opportunity here. So it's just in this case, it's really just... Let's not concede an early goal from, from the get go. For us, let's score that early goal. Let the floodgates open and just get right onto just scoring goals left and right. So it's just really try not to concede an early goal really against Pumas. Yeah, it's, it's making sure that we keep ourselves very tight at the back and, you know, leave no space for Pumas to run into or even get anything going in, in any channel whatsoever for them. But um, you mentioned Dalia Molina, and I think she's going to be very important if she does start because I don't want America to become so predictable, which I do think at times they do become. Uh, they, they'd like to play it a lot to Montserrat, and we know that because she's very capable of making something happen. But I think if you put two on her, then you're making her life a little bit more difficult than it should be. So again, I think if America maybe starts playing a little bit too much down Montserrat's side, it's going to leave a lot of space for Dalia Molina. And if they can find that switch, if they can find those gaps for her, exploit Pumas whenever they're shifting to to cover Montserrat, I think you know she might have some pretty good chances to put some in the back of the net. So hopefully, you know, we don't become too predictable. And if we do, we're able to switch it up a little bit, give it to Dalia, utilize her speed, utilize kind of her 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 skills and abilities on the ball, and hopefully make something out of uh, out of our attacking chances when we ever go forward but ultimately AJ should be a fun one should be a good one give me your prediction for Saturday's matchup Saturday's matchup you know I'm gonna go with a 2-1 victory actually for American fan I'm gonna see them actually conceding a goal but we do get ourselves to a goal I feel like it's gonna be one of those instances considering looking at previous results where it seemed like only one or two goals are being scored, but I see three goals being scored in this case. One with, from Pumas and two from America Femini. I see um, with America Femini, they're going to get the victory in this one. All right, three points. And I think that's definitely what we want to see. A, a draw would definitely be disappointing. It would, it would be, it definitely would feel like two points dropped more than anything. 
because again, you're in better form, you're in a better place in the in the table, you have more goals than them. Technically, I, I would say player for player, I would imagine you, you know, the argument I guess can be made, but I would feel like we have the better players, right? So I, I'm looking at this one and I agree with you. I'm going with a two-one victory as well. Three points are a must, especially in in this stage of the season. Whenever, because you know that next week you have probably one of the toughest opponents that you're going to face this season in Tigres, which that one's going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that next week coming into this one. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, Jen does get to see some minutes. I do want her to kind of get a little bit more into the game rhythm. She's missed a lot of games, AJ, a lot of games, and that's not good. So she needs to start getting into that because if she doesn't see the the pitch on, on Saturday against Pumas, I don't know how comfortable I would feel with her starting on uh, next weekend against Tigres. I just feel like you're taking too high of a risk if you do so. But we'll talk a little bit more about that whenever that comes around next week, which is going to be a really fun one. So if you guys uh, do not know, we tend we technically go live with these whenever we do talk about Lady Aguila. This one, we kind of had to schedule it to be a pre-recorded podcast because, of course, um, we just kind of left it a little bit late and we knew that most of you would be sleeping by now. So we did not want to wake you up. But uh, yeah, tune in next week, guys. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to cover this. It should be a fun one to talk uh, all things in regards to that game. But all right, AJ. America versus Pumas or Pumas versus America, how the TV schedule has it. going to be at 10 a.m., uh, Pacific time, 12 noon central time. And of course, for you, AJ, it's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern time. This game is going to be on to the NA and to the NA Facebook. So you guys have no excuse whatsoever to not watch this game. It is the first header of the Classic Cup that we get this weekend. And hopefully the ladies can kick things off with a bang and get us all three points at uh, what's the what's the contract that they're playing on? What's it called? They're you know that's like the one thing that I always, always like seem to like slip up because like they always they don't I cannot remember from the top of my head if, if they do play at the Universitario, but I would like to. Mm. They don't. They don't. They play. Hold up, I have it right here. They're gonna be playing in. Uh, oh, I do not have it right here. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, this no, is it's- terrible. This is terrible. I should have been more prepared for this. I know. I understand this. I'm sorry, guys. Do not bash <laughs> me for this. Uh, but that game is going to be played at uh, La Cancha, La Cantera Cancha 1. Not 2 or 3, or I don't know how many canchas they have, but yeah, it's going to be on the first one. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned, this Saturday, Lady Aguilas, Clásico Capitolino. You don't want to miss it. And if for whatever reason, you are going to miss it because you have, I don't know, Quinceañera practice. <laughs> Just putting, I don't know anything in regards to that. You know, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. We're going to be live tweeting the whole match. We're going to keep you guys covered. And yeah, make sure you guys uh, follow us there so you guys miss no second of it whatsoever. And we're excited to hopefully tweet out a victory for America Familiar. AJ, anything else you want to say before we wrap up the show? Um, You know, we did recently make a post on um, uh, if the Liga Mekis Femenil were added into FIFA 21 and we happened to make um, cards for them. We actually did make a post in which we had our top 15 players in America Femenil and we all give them individual ratings. It's just so far just like, you know, 
the ratings these could change, these could fluctuate throughout the season. And what we're thinking about actually doing here at the UI podcast is also trying to give them the stats, you know, pace, shooting, passing, dribbling, defending, physical. And then for the goalkeepers, you got their kicks, the reflexes, etc. So that that's something I, I would recommend you check it out on the, um, the Eagle Eye podcast on Twitter. It's actually pretty nice. And just being able to work on this with you, I was just really nice when we thought of this um, one day just playing the game of FIFA. I'm just like, you know, that's a wonderful idea. So go check it out. Yeah, it was definitely fun. And uh, we, we have a lot of creative ideas coming forward with that. And uh, I, we know that the ladies, unfortunately, aren't in the game. And, you know, we, we cross our fingers for a future where we will have them one day soon. But um, it was fun. We tagged a couple of the players. Uh, a couple of them liked them. And, uh, you know, hopefully they agree. Uh, if for whatever reason, you guys don't let us know why. We try to be as realistic as possible. Some people disagreed, which I think we did the right job. Because if if they disagree already with EA's ratings and they're disagreeing with ours, that means we're doing something right, AJ. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, you know, we try to be as 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 factual and, and as concrete as possible in the ratings. And hopefully the ladies... Take an uh, take an eye on it, and they like the ratings because I think um, I think some of them are are are, are, are very well. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. you pretty much you pretty much said it down. Even though there, I'm, you know, there's someone was like, hmm, should I bump the rating up slightly? Like we were trying to be as objective on, on this one. Okay, if it's up to us, <laughs> then you know these these ladies would have had like ninety ratings throughout the whole you know top fifteen. <laughs> Uh, but but no, we try to be as realistic as possible. Again, I, we know we're fans, and, and and you know we wear these colors very proudly on uh, on our chest. But at the end of the day, we do try to be as non biased as possible. At the end of the day, I think we try to be as professional as possible in, in in covering these ladies. So we we take a step back and we try to be as objective. And this is what we try to do when it comes to these FIFA ratings, which we know it, it's for fun. And at the end of the day, you could give them all 99 plus ratings. And at the end of the day, you could just say, look, it was for fun. But we still try to keep that realism. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys, you enjoy it. So yeah, right that's pretty much it. I think we covered um, it all, Ivan. I think we did. And, you know, we got quite the week coming up for us next week. We got Tigres. That's going to be a fun one. But uh, let's focus on uh, on Pumas first and then try to see if we can get the job done there. Um, but all right, AJ, thank you so much for staying up. I know it's super late for you. I'm, I do apologize for that. But thank you, my man. Again, none of this would be possible without, uh, without you and, and, and your help and everything that you're doing to help us cover the ladies. And again, to all you listening, and uh, I was going to say to all of you watching, but unfortunately, <laughs> no one is. Uh, but thank you to everyone who is listening. Again, none of this would ever be possible without you guys to our sponsors, Foot Call, for sponsoring this uh, podcast episode. Thank you so much. And to everyone, have yourselves a wonderful night. Stay safe out there. Please wear your mask. And as always, take care. I'll see you guys very, very soon. Until next time. Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 